The Chicago Bulls moved to 4-1 in their last five after a win over the Atlanta Hawks, a game in which Andre Drummond absolutely stood out in that game. We're going to talk a little bit about that game and the players' comments after that game. We're also going to look at what the Chicago Bulls can do as there is no, currently no timeline on Nikola Vucevic returning and how they can add some needed size to this team. And we're going to have an update on Zach Levine's injury. All that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So Andre Drummond absolutely dominated yesterday against the Atlanta Hawks. In many ways, in that first half of the game, he is the reason why we were in that game. When you look at this stat line from Andre Drummond, 24 points, 25 rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. Andre Drummond absolutely came in, stood in much neededly for uh, the missing Nikola Vucevic, and was just a deciding factor in that game with his rim protection, his defense, getting out in transition, uh, his putbacks, everything was needed that we got from Andre Drummond yesterday, and he just excelled in that role. And, you know, this has led a lot of people to start asking, hey, should Andre Drummond be playing more minutes? Even some people saying, should he be starting over Nikola Vucevic? Now, one thing is that, yes, Drummond is elite at what he does, and he's been that for his whole career. And we know that Andre Drummond, you get him 16 to 18 minutes, he's going to get you a double-double. But in 39 minutes yesterday, he was 11 of 13, not even most his, and with 10 offensive rebounds and not mostly coming off his own misses. He was great yesterday. And he even talked about how he keeps a starter's mentality, saying this after the game. Staying ready. Staying ready. Uh, I'm coming each and every day prepared uh, for whenever my number is called. Uh, any opportunity, I just try to seize it. I can't take this game for granted. You never know when uh, the next, the last time on the, on the court. So, you know, I really just respect the game and respect every opportunity I get. My mentality is that I'm I'm not I'm not a backup. Uh, I still believe I'm a starter in this league, but uh, the position I'm in now, you know, I take it and play it to the best of my ability. How hard has it been for you just to, to stay <clears throat> positive, stay running? It's not hard at all. You know, being a good teammate is easy. Uh, it's not hard to support your teammates and, you know, it's reciprocated when it's my turn. So, you know, it's all love here. And that just goes to show, like, you have to always be ready, right? We always talk about the next man up mentality. And really, Andre Drummond brings that uh, to a great degree in just the way that he plays and the way that he executes. And it's really a luxury for the Chicago Bulls to have a big man like Andre Drummond coming off the bench. Now, I, like like I've said before, right, is that one thing with, with Andre Drummond, there's not always going to be those games where you're able to play him a, a ton of minutes. It's just not. He's going to do some mistakes, as every player does. But is it over this stretch, right, if he's able to, to stay playing, just focusing on the things that don't do too much, focus on the things that come naturally with just the size and what, what he brings to the game, he's going to be bringing a lot for the Chicago Bulls. There are some spacing issues in that time, and especially with the Bulls not really shooting the ball effectively in the first half. Those are kind of more evident than in the second half. When you look at it, outside of Andre Drummond, all other starters, the four other starters were shot a combined six field goals in the first half of the game. So, like I said, Andre Drummond, a big part of why the Bulls were able to even stay in the first half of that game, even though they had a big first quarter, gave up a 20-8 to run in the second quarter, but were able to get that down to go into halftime, you know, with a slight deficit against the Atlanta Hawks. And then we won every quarter after that. So, you know, really big night for the Chicago Bulls and really big night as well for De- for uh, for Andre Drummond. But you also want to look at DeMar DeRozan, who led the Bulls in scoring yesterday, 25 points, six assists. He was two or three um, from the three-point line. Also, just DeMar DeRozan has just been 
getting, you know, assists, steals, like the one steal only in yesterday's game, two rebounds, but DeMar DeRozan's been filling it up as well. He even apparently, they, like, the Bulls are, like, doing, like, a, a, Th- a Thor's hammer type thing when you're the defensive player over the last five games, and apparently DeMar DeRozan has got that. But, um, you know, Billy Donovan said this about DeMar DeRozan. Uh, DeMar, uh, DeMar's special for the way that he sacrifices, saying DeMar DeRozan has stylistically sacrificed to help others play better and always has been receptive to what Donovan has asked, such a such as getting up the court quicker, and Billy Donovan said that he appreciated that. And so, you know, there's been a lot made from people of, hey, would, would we be on the same run if it was DeMar out and, and Zach was the one that was in and things like that? And, you know, I, I'm not here to necessarily have that that standpoint, but DeMar does bring a level of leadership, and you can tell that DeMar has done what he can do to change his game. Now, does he still have times where he is ball dominant, that he goes into isolation basketball? Yeah, isolation basketball is always going to be a part of the game of basketball, and DeMar is one of the players that, uh, especially when the Bulls are having those scoring droughts, you're going to go to that because he's able to get to the free throw line or hit difficult shots. And we also heard from Billy Donovan after, I mean, sorry, sorry from DeMar DeRozan after the game, and he said this. Um, I mean, just everybody stepped up, man. Um, just coming together, you know, um, the crowd was amazing tonight. You know, um, the last two days off, kind of just to, you know, decompress, you know, um, from everything that's just been going on and just being excited to get back there, back on the floor today, tonight. It looked like you were really having fun in the fourth quarter. How much do you relish those moments to take over? I miss everything, you know. Um, just always remember being a kid, you know, pouring water on my head, acting like I was sweating, <laughs> doing doing moves, you know, falling back on the bed, shooting imaginary jump shots. So, you know, it's just just a kid in me. Just love those moments, love the energy from the crowd. You know, um, you know it's fun. You know, it's an honor, a privilege to be able to be trusted in those moments. So, you know, you try to. You know, try to take it all in. How do you look at what Andre was able to do tonight? It's amazing. Call, call them to action and it's amazing. Able- it's amazing. First of all, you know, he's ultimate pro. Second of all, it's nothing new. My time in Toronto, I've seen that countless time when, when he was in Detroit. I mean, he's an all-star. Um, for, for those exact reasons, what you've seen tonight, you know, I'm one of the best rebounders the game has seen. So, you know, it's not surprising. You know, it's just fun to be able to be a part of it and witness it and, you know, help him, you know, show what he can do. You know, just, just being that teammate, talking about the game that, that Andre Drummond has had, talking about the way that, you know, the team is sacrificed for each other. And that's really what it comes down to over this run is that this is a team that's truly playing like a team. And, that, that's something that you just can't overlook, right? And DeMar DeRozan is a big part of that. Now, those contract extension questions are still around DeMar DeRozan. We don't know. Last we heard him and the Bulls are far away. We You hear it from the quote from Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan still highly regards DeMar DeRozan. A lot of the players still highly regard DeMar DeRozan. But when it comes down to it, you know, when the Bulls have to make that decision on extending DeMar DeRozan or not, um, that's still probably going to be a difficult one when you look at what you could want to do with these young players and how you could want to see them play over the over the period of time. But, you know, we'll talk about that at a later date. Kobe White also with 19 points in this game, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, you know, a, a way better second half from Kobe White. I think he scored 12 of his points in the second half of the game out of those 19 points, maybe even more than that. And it was a, it was a rough go for, for Kobe White, um, you know, in the first half of the game, as it was for everybody. But Kobe White, as he's been uh, wanting to do here lately, found a way to score and, and eventually contribute as well. And to give that, Alex Bruce also with 11 points, even though he only went 2 of 10 from the field, but he went 6 of 6 from the free throw line, getting to that free throw line. 
five rebounds, five assists, two steals from Alice Caruso. But I don't want to overlook the game from Io DeSumo either in this game. 35 minutes played in this game, more than Alice Caruso, only two minutes less uh, than Kobe White. He played 10 minutes more than Patrick Williams, who had a two for seven night for six points and one rebound. Uh, but Io DeSumo, 19 points. Uh, he had a plus minus of plus 11, the highest plus minus of anybody on the Chicago Bulls team last night. Three steals, four assists, seven rebounds, and we still saw him play that elite brand of defense he always gives uh, uh, Trey Young trouble with. And so, with that said, it wasn't always Iota Sumo and Trey Young, but Trey Young going 6 to 17 from the field, playing 40 minutes, taking a lot of bad shots, only 21 uh, points off 17 shots. He did have 13 assists as well, but we were able to really combat that. Uh, they were actually led by Bodan Bogdanovich off the bench with 22 points, um, and Trey Young with 21 points, second behind him. But the Bulls' branded defense was really, really good. Overall, a 110 defensive rating in the game, which is is right where you want to be as far as the team, especially with, with the offense that you were facing, the third best offense in the NBA. So the Bulls get another tough win and show that heart in the second half of that game that we've come accustomed to wanting to see from this team over the over this stretch, right? So they now move to 9-4 and four in the last 13 games. Really big stretch there. We have the Indiana Pacers coming up, I believe, on Thursday, so look out for that. And then we got the Philadelphia 76ers on Saturday, and then we got to turn around and get them again the following Tuesday. So this is going to be an important stretch for the Chicago Bulls. And as we talked about, they now four games below 500. They now hold a one-and-a-half game advantage over that 10 spot over the Atlanta Hawks with a chance to keep moving up. And But the team has to continue to execute in the way that they have. And unfortunately, one of the things in this next upcoming stretch is Nikola Vucevic. So reportedly right now there is no timeline on what's going on with Nikola Vucevic with the abductor strain that he has and the injury that he has. And so that's led many to, to ask, like, what is going to happen with Adama Sanogo, right? And the thing is, uh, yesterday, Terry Taylor got the nod over Adama Sanogo. We really didn't see Sanogo play any minutes, check into the game at all. Even Julian Phillips, who, again, still kind of mind-boggling. We aren't seeing more Julian Phillips over this stretch. Dalen Terry only plays seven minutes. Terry Taylor only plays eight minutes. Now, he does in that get one rebound and four points. But you got to look at it to me, right? And this is the thing that I'm bringing up. Adama Sonogo is a player that is dominating in the G League. And that's not to say at all that he's going to be able to do that at the NBA level. But you have to ask yourself, if you're not going to use him now, are you just going to allow this whole season to go by without using a young big man who was a stud in college? Again, not necessarily expecting him to have that same impact at the NBA level, but rebounding. He's averaging 18 and 11 down in the G League, right? And that may have actually gone up some. So, uh, Dama Sonogo is a player that, at the very minimum, is going to be able to get you rebounds, he's going to be able to block some shots, and he's going to score off some pitbacks without you having to call any offense for him. So, depending on how long Nikola Vucevic is out, considering when you look at the the size that we're going to be coming up against in the next couple of games, we've got the Pacers up up next. They have uh, Miles Turner and Jalen Smith. Then you got the 76ers with, with Embiid. You would like to see, again, I'm not saying that Adama Sonogo is going to come in and be a difference maker for the Chicago Bulls by any stretch of the imagination. But again, for a young player that you brought in, that you that you signed as an undrafted rookie immediately, that he's been dominating at the at the level that he's been playing at, he was a, 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 a damn near pro level at the college, dominated that game. To me, you would, over Terry Taylor, if you're not going to play Julian Phillips, I would like to see Adama Sonogo get some minutes because, listen, experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. 
Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. You're not going to always be able to play Andre Drummond 39 minutes like like we did last night. You're just not always going to be able to do that. Now, shout out to Drummond for being able to stay out of foul trouble and executing the way that he did, and that's great. And you're going to be able to get a double-double performance at the minimum from Andre Drummond as long as he's your starter. You're going to get that. But I think you can get yourself a couple of more opportunities by playing the next player that you have with any form of legit size, even though he's only 6'9", but he can do that. And I definitely think the next upcoming games may be our best chance to see Adama Sanogo, and I would love to see him get a chance um, to, to, to end up playing there. And so you, we'll see what, what Billy Donovan ends up doing. One thing with Billy Donovan that's kind of always all over the place is you just never really know what he's going to do, I guess, unless you just want to bank on the fact that he's just not going to play people, right, especially young players. But when you look at it, and again, these are G League stats. I understand that I'm not trying to say that these are going to transfer one for one at the NBA level, but in 27 minutes per game, Adama Sonogo is averaging 11 rebounds per game. He's also averaging over a steal and a half, almost a block and a half per game, as well over that stretch, and he's scoring as well. So, like, it's like, what do you want Adama Sonogo to do? He's averaging 18 points per game with those other numbers that we're saying this is a player that at least deserves a chance and an opportunity to sink or swim while we have Nikola Vucevic out, in my opinion. Now, I don't want to harp on it too much. We got the win, and that's the overall thing that matters. But I just think as we're this team that's having this youth movement where we're seeing Io, Patrick Williams, uh, Kobe White, even Dale and Terry do some things defensively, not as much as in last game and only playing seven minutes, but we're seeing that. Like, play, this is an opportunity to really take a look at your young big man to see he's 6'9", 245 pounds with a, a 7'6 wingspan. The dude can play. And so he can definitely, like I said, at the bare minimum, rebound and get some shots for you. He'll be 22 soon, but even that, it's still a player that you can uh, you can get something out of, and I would like to see that for Adama Sonogo, but you guys can let me know what you think on that down below. Now, with that said, kind of with all the everything else going on, we missed an injury update for Zach Levine, and this came from Billy Donovan. He said this, he's going to hopefully start jump shooting, running, and increasing speed. He's actually running at a pretty good clip straight ahead, and then moving toward the next week is when they will probably start some of that running, changing direction, kind of curve running to see how he responds. So as we've been talking about, uh, Zach Levine is nearing and getting closer and closer to a return to the basketball court. And the Chicago Bulls have to ask themselves what they're going to do with Zach Levine. Now, I, I dropped an emergency video last night uh, that the Lakers are apparently out on Zach Levine. They are more gearing towards a, uh, a move for DeJounte Murray if they're going to make that move. And so that's another team that's reportedly out on Zach Levine. And the Bulls may be forced to play Zach to try to up that trade value to really see what they're going to be able to get back for the shooting guard. So, you know, we'll see. And, and there's still that probability that Zach Levine ends up returning and he's on this team past the trade deadline. Now, 
I don't know what that does to the chemistry of the team. And I think regardless of whatever happens, you do not change Kobe White's role in the offense. To me, you just don't. You got like Zach has to come in and figure out how to get his within the way that we're playing, in my opinion, because you just don't want to change that for Kobe. Now, yes, one thing that's kind of concerning about Kobe, he's 0 for 15 in his last three point shots made. So, uh, you know, and I said that I said that there's going to be a time where Kobe White goes through a shooting drought and to see how Bulls fans and how he responds to it. And so far, 0 for 15 over the last two games. We'll see how he comes back and bounce backs forward, especially playing Tyrese Halliburton in the next game. But Kobe White's still been scoring pretty well, getting to the free throw line, defending pretty well. But as far as back on the Zach Levine front, that injury update, the fact that he's about ready to move into the next phase, like I said, about January 10th is when that timeline for him to return is. If not before then, that's kind of the far out version of that timeline. And the Bulls may be, you know, we may see uh, Zach Levine back on the court in the Chicago Bulls uniform. And we'll see how that ends up working out for the team. But with that said, man, we got a couple of voicemails I want to get into today before we go. This first one, this one's from Shay. What's up, man? This is Shay. You know, first I would like to say Merry Christmas. I hope you and your family have a, a nice holiday. And I'm sitting up here watching the game right now, and the Celtics and the Lakers are going on a – the Celtics have went out on a 12-0 to starting Lakers. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because I think regarding regarding that Zach Levine trade thingy that everybody's going to keep talking about, I think the uh, the Lakers will eventually do it. You know why? Because with the way this game is going right now, they are going to get desperate. And with desperation comes, comes a meeting ground. And I think that they're going to eventually – do everything that they can to get Zach Levine because, let's face it, LeBron doesn't have consistent scoring in that lineup with him. So, so I mean, I know a lot of people, I know I know you're going to say from your mouth to God's ears and whatever, whatever, but I think that it just might happen because the Lakers, I can tell that they're going to get desperate. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace. All right, so much like I just said in the Zach Levine update, Shay, and I get what you're getting at, that the Lakers may get desperate, but it now seems like they are changing gears toward DeJounte Murray. Now, that's not guaranteed that they're going to be able to get DeJounte. Now that the, the Hawks have made him, Clint Capella, and others available, officially available, um, you may see teams come with offers that maybe the Lakers can't match. We'll see, right? The Lakers being motivated. It really comes down to, um, you know, do the Hawks want D'Angelo Russell because that's the piece that they're really looking to move. I also hear that the Hawks, much like the Bulls, want Austin Reeves back in that deal. So the Lakers could end up having to pivot back to Zach Levine. And make no mistake about it, there is going to be a team that probably strikes out on their number one target um, at the trade deadline, and that may put a team that pivots them towards Zach Levine, like you said, getting desperate. It may not be the Lakers, but it may be another team that gets desperate enough to try to make that move for Zach Levine. But it just depends on, is it a value that the Bulls see that's worth taking the deal? That is the biggest question there. And we don't have that answer to it. We'll end up seeing Shay, but great voicemail, great question there. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, this is Reginald uh, from Columbus, Georgia. I just got done looking to the whole uh, Junior Knicks trade offer that you just put out there for one of the forces. And I wouldn't do that deal simply because it still isn't worth it. Like, you, know, you get more from that just by holding on to the offseason. Well, hold on to until at least the trade deadline because, like, just being the NBA, eventually someone's going to get hurt, uh, some team's going to get desperate, and they're going to offer you at least an unprotected first and a protected first for 
at least on two first rounds. And as for Drummond, I wouldn't move him without other draft compensation. At least he's at least worth the second. And I have a question for you. Uh, if it was you, uh, would you, uh, go ahead and, like, offer him an extension? Him, Caruso, and Namar? And what numbers and years would you think? And I think on the open market, he'd probably get, uh, Drummond would probably get off of like a four year, $20 million deal. Simply because, you know, like you and Pat, uh, talked about, he is the best backup big in the NBA right now. Caruso, everybody wants him. And I will let him go for like at least two first. Once again, one protective, one not. And I think he's worth like a four year, 72 mil. And DeMar, like, two-year, 40 now. And if they don't sign those extensions, I probably would move off of them. But I'd wait on DeMar because you could always do a final trade, like uh, the way we did with San Antonio. But uh, what's your comment on that? I'm projected first for Zach Levine. I think you're at least going to get one. I think that's that's what the Bulls are going to want. Like, and it goes back. They were going to get two from the New York Knicks last season. But what it could have should. I need to stop hanging on that just like the Bulls aren't going to get that deal back. I need to let that go. But when it comes down to it, like, yeah, teams teams can definitely get desperate. Uh, when it comes to Zach Levine, just like much what I said in Shay's voicemail. And we'll see what ends up coming of that. And the Bulls may have to come to the re- realization as well that that market, that value that you hold for Zach, it just may not be there. And that I don't know if that comes. A lot of people say, well, wait, wait till the offseason. That's when you're going to get the most back. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be true. Like I said, I think the more outcomes, there are more likely scenarios that you're going to run into where he doesn't, uh, that doesn't increase his trade value, that it actually gets hurt worse heading into the trade deadline. Now, you have another, it's another year coming off that deal at that point, so you're going to have him for even less time uh, for that, so maybe that may increase it. Typically, you get more back in the offseason if you make a draft day trade, something like that. So those are still options ahead of the Bulls. I'm not saying it's not a possibility. I just don't know if it really drastically changes what happens. Now, a team could look at their free agency, see hey, a player's probably going to leave. Maybe that changes some things. We'll see, man. We'll see when it comes to the Zach Levine front. But as far as your other one, would I offer Andre Drummond an extension? That's actually a great question because I hadn't really thought about offering Drummond extension as of yet, right? We talk about Caruso. That's next year. They can offer him that as far as uh, once the offseason starts. Um, DeMar DeRozan's kind of a more pressing matter as well. But the Andre Drummond thing, here's what I'm going to say on Andre Drummond. There's a, we have to prepare ourselves that the, the offer Drum may get out in the open market may just be something that the Bulls can't do. Like, depending on what happens with contracts. The Zach Levine trade is a big part of that. If they get a, a sizable um, expiring contract back, that frees up some things. I'm not saying the full amount of Zach's contract as expiring, but a 15 to $18 million contract that's expiring, that definitely can help the Bulls have more flexibility. Uh, if they do the, the career-ending injury exception for Lonzo Ball, um, that can free up more. But I just think with the cap situation and the uncertainty, you're probably not going to see an Andre Drummond extension right now. Would I extend Drummond? If you can get him to agree to like a two-year, $21 million deal, I'd extend Andre Drummond. I would. I think he's. I think he'd be worth that. He's only 30 years old, probably the last time he's going to get a really big contract offer. But I, I do think if he keeps this up, especially this run now, without Nikola Vucevic being there, that guy, yeah, he could get a bigger offer out on the open market. But I think he may also want to stay here. He's talked very highly about Chicago, the way that this team and the front office has handled his mental health issues, things like that. So I, I think there may be a case that Andre Drummond wants to stay here in Chicago as well to have some certainty as well. Now, as far as Caruso and DeMar, you can't extend Caruso yet. You can't do that until the offseason. DeMar, like we've heard, the Bulls and him are far away on the deal. And the farther that goes, the less likely an extension becomes, in my opinion. But thank you for the voicemail, Reginald. That's it for today's show, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. 
postwithtrapod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.